It's the remix. It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Here's a fun stat I just saw tweeted out. Uh, This is from Mike Farrell covering the transfer portal in college football. Most players to enter the transfer portal in the Mountain West in a tie for first with 21 players, Nevada and UNLV. Well, UNLV had what, three? 21. No, no, foot. This is football, not basketball. Oh, football. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not basketball. Say, yeah. Twenty-one in basketball would be. I was gonna say, man, <laughs> you'd have some problems going yeah. on there. But no, twenty-one football football players have entered the transfer portal between UNLV for both UNLV and Nevada. Most in the Mountain West. Uh, Nevada lost their coach, Jay Norvell, lost their quarterback, State. lost their receiver. Right, and some players followed him. But normally, you lose your coach, you're more likely to lose players. UNLV did not lose their coach, and they've had a lot of guys going to transfer portal. I do wonder if that includes Doug Brumfield, who came back after going into <laughs> it's transfer portal. It's now 20. It, the tweet just does say entered the portal. So, well, then he would that be. Should he, count he, Doug that Brumfield. should count Doug Brumfield. He entered the portal. <laughs> if he goes in again, does he does he count as two? Did he enter 22? the portal twice? <laughs> He's not going to enter the portal. He's number one on the depth that's, chart that's for some point. reason. He's the starter. He's the starter right now in the depth chart. So there is your Mountain West. Most players to enter. Uh, Boise State only has six. Yeah. Which is impressive. Yeah. To only have six. Um, but 21 Yeah, because backups there, you'd think might want more playing time. Yeah. It actually, um, Nevada 21, UNLV 21. Those are the tops. Nevada has a new coach. Colorado State. Coaching change. They right. were third with 19th. Hawaii coaching change. They were fourth with 18th. Not just coaching change. A Hawaii State Senate investigation into the football <laughs> program. Uh, so UNLV is the only one in the top four that did not have a coaching who's, change. Who's the lowest? Boise State was six. Okay, Boise yeah, State was They six. were the lowest. Um, everybody but Boise State had at least 12. Okay. So Boise State, a pretty significant outlier there in the Mountain West. So... A lot of transfer portal for UNLV basketball, or UNLV football, excuse me, not basketball. 21 would be a lot in basketball. Here's a fun story for you. NFL draft lottery. Quote from Roger Goodell. The competition committee talks about it on, I would say, a regular basis. I haven't heard it in the last couple of years, but I never say never about any of those things. Never say never. Doesn't sound like it'd be coming anytime soon, but certainly there appears to be a possibility that the NFL at least discusses and would implement a draft lottery in the future. Do you think the NFL would at oh, any point need a draft lottery? I'm a huge lottery guy, though. You are. I'm a huge Why? lottery. I just like the I just like the picking. I like the suspense. I like the drama. Okay, of it. so you like the the, the fun of yes, having I like the a draft fun lottery. of lottery drafting. Okay, because I hate draft lotteries. You hate the NBA. I think it's the dumbest thing any of our leagues have ever implemented into their sports. Do you believe in tanking? Yes. You believe in it or you think it happens or both? Both. I believe you should tank if you don't have a legitimate chance to win the championship. And I believe you shouldn't be artificially punished for it (laughs) by having an 18% chance to get the number one pick instead of just having it handed to you. Do you believe in Steven Ross offering $500,000? Yes. Yes. That's what I want my owner to do. (laughs) If we're going to suck, let's suck, baby. (laughs) And I'm going to pay you to suck. We're not here to win. Uh, 
We're to get the first overall pick. I like ping pong balls. I, I will, listen. <laughs> I just listen. like the drama of it. I, I agree with you. The like, drama of a lottery is it's, it's fun. It's cool to watch. There is a I 100% agree. There is a fun part of we're going to put these dumb ping pong balls yes, in or exactly. we're going to open envelopes, whatever the yes. hell we're going to do. There is fun in that. No no <laughs> doubt about it. It creates another fun day on the NBA calendar, and it would create another fun day on the NFL calendar. But I think they're stupid from a competition, competition standpoint. Because in all seriousness, if I baseball has a problem because owners don't want to spend money. So baseball, maybe we can set aside. But like, if I own an NBA team and I look around and say, okay, what are my options? I can try to win this year and I might get the sixth seed and lose out of the playoffs or I can suck and maybe in three years from now I'll have drafted a superstar by getting all the number one picks and I might be able to win an NBA title I should be allowed to do that if my if my the whole thing with tanking is you think your best chance to win the championship is a few years down the road So you were a big process guy absolutely oh 100% agree with what the 76ers did no doubt about it if you look around and say I can't win the title this year or or I'm not even close, right? If you're close, then you probably don't tank. But if you look around and you're like, our ceiling is the sixth seed. Our ceiling is a first-round playoff exit. Then I should be allowed to tank and try to set myself Boy, up to win a title. You could never run the Golden Knights. Three, uh, that's, that's true. They're going to have to do it eventually. <laughs> um, but that that's what I should be allowed to do. So I hate lotteries from that standpoint. But I do agree with your point that from a entertainment standpoint, it does create a fun day on the calendar. The NFL side of this, though, I don't think they have any sort of thing close to a tanking problem, right? Like, no, other than the guy offering a half a million dollars for losses. I mean, that happened. It did, <laughs> but like, the NFL has enough parity, and no, there I don't think they are have a so problem. few games. No, that, I don't think the Jets tried to lose. Right, like. There's certainly a level of the, at some point, that front offices, like the Eagles, what was that, two years ago, they sat all their starters in the second half of a week 17 game. But, like, that's not a big deal, right? Like, it's it, it, you know, it might have affected who made the playoffs and who didn't, but, like, the Eagles were out of it. The team they were playing was out of it. Like, it, that, that's fine. The, the NFL doesn't have, like, this massive tanking room. Baseball does. Oh, but absolutely. I <laughs> But I wouldn't even call it tanking in baseball. I would call it, baseball's problem is cheap ownership. Baseball's problem is people. What's own, the problem with the Cincinnati Reds? Well, a lot, a lot of problems with the Cincinnati Reds. Where do you start? On yeah, that? exactly. Like that's not just tanking. That it's is, just, we don't care. Right. We are not fielding anything remotely close to competitive. They don't even seem interested in finding good players for the future at the moment. But baseball's problem is they have owners that don't want to spend money. Right. Yeah, and, like the Las Vegas A's. Right. And so it's not a ma- it's not necessarily tanking. They're not saying, hey, we're gonna tank to get superstars to try to win. They're saying we're just not gonna spend money on players right. because right. we're still gonna make money even if we Absolutely. suck, even if we don't have star even if players. They stink. Tanking is we're going to suck for two, three, five years, and then at the end of that. We're hopefully going to have drafted some superstars. We're going to sign some free agents. We're going to trade for good players and go try to win a championship. So the one league I think does it most would be what? The NBA. The NBA, absolutely. And the NBA makes the most sense because in the NBA, 
you can conceivably draft one player and become a title yes. contender. Obviously, you need more than one piece to do it, but you can draft one superstar and then some guys will want to play with them and you can go from, hey, you're in the bottom five to, hey, you have a chance to win a championship right. with that one player. A lot harder in football because even though quarterback super important, you still need 53 guys and you need, what, 30 of them to be at least competent at the sport to right. have a chance. Baseball, you need a lot. Like, basketball is the sport it makes the most sense. But, yeah, I, I endorse tanking. But actual tanking to win, not tanking to save money like we see in baseball. I still like the drama of it, but I understand exactly what you're but saying. Here's the thing I, with, understand, I like the one day. Right. Here's the thing with the drama of it. Uh, the NFL could, like, take over a random Thursday in March with the draft lottery. If the NFL had a draft lottery, it'd, oh, be, no. it'd if, be like it'd one be of the, the 10 thing most yeah. viewed yes. television shows of the year. Look at look at the viewership for the schedule. Yeah. That, that's, and that's coming out like next week. I, that's the thing. I can't believe the NFL. I mean, I guess I can't. But I can't believe the NFL has a schedule day. Oh. And we care about it. And it's broken down. They have, like, studio like, shows. And I mean, it's amazing. And everyone's watching. And the funniest part about it is we already know all the opponents. Yes. We, know every we just don't know when team. and where. We just don't know yes. which, what order it's well, in. Well, we actually, other than the European games, we know where. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, we, right now, I know. I know exactly where the Raiders are on the road when they're at home. Yeah. I just don't know when they're playing. It's unbelievable that the NFL has a schedule day that will dominate sports coverage. Oh. There will probably, I think it's next be, week. There, I yeah, think it's, it's next week. I think it's Thursday. Yes. There will be NBA playoff and NHL playoff games that day. Number it one story come close. is the, the NFL, NFL schedule, schedule being released. Out. Yeah. It's unreal. And if they had a draft lottery, if they had 10, 13, however many teams they wanted to put in this draft lottery that had a chance at the number one pick, top 10 watch television yep. show of the year. No doubt about it. Everybody would be tuned in. It would absolutely kill it. So not only is it a big event, but it's actually going to be televised on two different oh channels at the same time. <laughs> NFL Network and Fox Sports 1. It's, uh, it is unreal that there's a schedule day. And they will get massive ratings. And draft lottery would be so much better oh, than yeah. that. Oh, so much better. With as many NFL fans as there right. are in your team. Because you would have, you would have, I mean, depending on what how they would do the percentages, but you would have... Basically, every year, there'd be about five fan bases that would go in thinking, we have a real chance to get the number one right. pick. And then there'd be five to ten other ones that are like, we got like a one to two percent chance that we could get they'd it. They'd all watch it. But they'd still be tuned in because, you know, depending on how they oh, would do it's it. the NFL. Maybe they could move up from right. eight to three, or maybe they could move up from 13 to seven, or maybe they just stay put and you still want to find out. That's here's the thing. When the NFL eventually puts in a draft lottery system, it's not going to be to prevent tanking. It's going to be because we can make a lot of money if we put this on oh, TV, yeah. get more sponsors. <laughs> and they also will be having twelve guests to interview oh during the God. show. Oh my during goodness! During the three-hour show, three hours. Three hours. It starts. At, they'll go. They'll go team by team. Probably. They'll it's, go team by team. They'll go team at by team. 8 p.m. Eastern, five hour time, yeah. three hours long. So East Coast has to wait until 11 p.m. for it to wrap up. And I think we'll get the Raiders early with the huge word embargo. 
Embargo, embargo do not do uh, not email. print this. Do not print this. Do not put this out because it's going to be on television. <laughs> I will say though, one one of these guests that I am interested in seeing, uh, because we <laughs> will have a a game in Germany this year. Are you talking yourself into watching this? No, show? no, no. Just just this person. But they're bringing on a former NFL player and current German journalist Bjorn <laughs> Werner. Um, he, I guess, writes about Bayern. Uh, yeah, Bayern Munich right now. A three-hour draft show, unbelievable. On two channels. On two channels. <laughs> On two different channels. What wonderful! What's the line for what the NFL could do there's in the no offseason? And people in terms would be of, like, and watching television, and people would be like, "I'm not interested." No in chance. That. There's nothing. <laughs> Nothing. They could have people sitting around drinking water. Would would they get great ratings if they televised Derek Carr throwing to Zay Jones at that random park in Southern? Oh, Iowa? sure. Don't you think so? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'd want to know what park, where it is, what's the park look like. Absolutely. They There's nothing they can't televise where they don't get massive ratings. That's why they're taking over Christmas, which well, I personally think. Christmas is on a Sunday this year, I know. so I, I get I to get some degree that. why they're going to have games. I get it. I get it. I just, I, to me, it's about the NBA, and now they're just going to crush the NBA. Yeah. Won't even, it won't, but, you know, as they're going to crush it, let's say Christmas is on a Monday next year, they'll have games. Yeah. Oh. They yeah. won't. I mean, they have games on Monday anyway, but they won't care. Right. It's It's stupid how much we like the NFL. Yeah. It is so stupid how much we yep. care about this. It's. It's not that great of a sport that we need to pay that much attention to the damn schedule release. Like, just send out a PDF and get and your people, news that way. I mean, talk about sitting around for the schedule. Danny knows this because he's, he's involved in this uh, with the uh, props. Um, the Super Bowl props, when they come out, I mean, that's not TV, but the hunger around that the, that one sheet of props <laughs> uh, is uh, it's, insane. It's 10 it's, sheets. It's, they yeah, it's insane. The 10 sheets of those props are just massive. And I think in this town mostly, but I guarantee else, other places as well. I mean, betting's now a, a global global oh, fact. Outside of this town, they're bigger. Yeah, because they can do more stuff. The Nevada Gaming Commission doesn't allow as many fun prop yeah, bets. They, they put a cap on prop bets. That's why, like, regular games here, you can't do it as much. Right. Like, uh, with William Hill majority of the props they allow for hockey is VGK games only. And like other sports books like FanDuel and stuff like that, uh probably Barstool, but also uh DraftKings. Right. You probably have 30, 40 prop bets on a a Tuesday baseball game. Like it's it, how it many hits wild. will Cody Bellinger have in this game? Yeah. Two. You two. Can, two. You're zero. You can bet on you can bet on strikeouts for a pitcher. Yeah. You can bet on runs for a batter. You can bet on anything. One and a half. Well, let me see what he did yesterday. He had zero over. <laughs> Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. Coming up in a few minutes, tickets to go see Jerry Cantrell. Cassie Soto joins us in about 10 minutes as well. Bischoff's Briefs today is a little bit about college basketball. Uh, One story from CBS Sports is the potential of a new non-conference scheduling system. This would be to set up two games in February. A computer, an algorithm, Ken Pa maybe, 
uh, would basically pick out teams to play each other in non-conference games in February. And the idea here would to would be to get conferences to agree to this, and then it would match teams of similar levels, teams with similar NCAA tournament resumes, so that it would help teams on the bubble get good quality games in February against non-conference opponents. Uh, according to the story in CBS Sports, over 20 conferences are on board with this, or at least like it in some uh, instance. There's like 31 college basketball conferences, so not quite all of them have apparently signed off on this. But the example would be an instance. Take last year where the Mountain West had Boise State, San Diego State, Colorado State, and Wyoming, four teams that got into the NCAA tournament, right? The idea here would be that say a San Diego state or a Colorado state would get matched up with another team that would be somewhere in the six, seven, eight, nine seed range for the NCAA tournament. So all of those teams would get a quality opponent in the middle of February from a different conference that would help their NCAA tournament resume. Now this would also apply to the bad teams. So like, San Jose State would also get a couple of games out of this. They'd probably play, you know, the worst team from the Missouri Valley or something like that because they need to play somebody. But it would be a way for teams on the bubble or in the NCAA tournament to play other teams on the bubble or in the NCAA tournament and help their resumes out. I personally love it. I'm, I'm with you. I love this. I mean, it's. I'd love to know mostly because I'd love to know the Ken Palm matchups. Right, like I'd love to see what what the Ken Palm spews out as, right. as what the matchups would be, who who it would be, yeah, and it would also give you similarly to what we just talked about with the whole NFL potentially doing a draft lottery and how people would tune into that. It would be you would get to February because this would be for middle of February, so they'd decide these matchups, whatever February first or something like that. You'd get to February first, and you'd be like, oh, who are we going to get drawn to play? In two weeks, and every team. So this in, would be in the middle of conference season, right? Yeah, you take every conference that would be involved would basically take a week off, and you would go play on a Wednesday and a Saturday. You get every team would get, get a home one game, home and, a game, road game. and a road game, and you'd go play two teams that are comparable to you. So, like last year, UNLV, for example, was around in at the beginning of February. They were around like a hundred in Ken Palm. So UNLV would not have gotten to play NCAA tournament level teams. They would have played other teams around them at a hundred. But if UNLV, let's say this year, is on the bubble and this was in place, they would get to play other teams right around that 50 to 60 right. range in Ken Palm or net rankings, and they would be quality opponents, quality games that could help your resume, especially if you win them. So I, I think it would I think it would create a lot of fun in college basketball, oh, yeah. and I also yeah. think it would help a lot of teams that are on the bubble get better games or quality games to help their resume. Does the article mention whether or not they're going to have two specific days in place for those games? Because yeah. it's, it's kind of tough if you were to go into a season, have it mapped out, and then February 1st, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, this week is your two games, so you have four games in a week. Yeah, no, it would be every conference that would be involved would take like a a week off, basically. They'd basically say, hey, from February 8th to February 15th, we're not playing any games because we're all going to get drawn two games. Now they might be on, you might not know the exact days, right? You might play on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday, but 
you'd have a, an idea of what week these games would fall in. And this is a really, really small point, but I wonder if, let's say last year in the 8-9 game, San Diego State played Creighton, that would be one of these potential matchups. Then they'd avoid that for the tournament. That's what I'm saying. Then right. the first round, they'd have to avoid it. They're right. not going to put them a, a month later against the same team. I right. That would be that I mean, would that's be interesting. Easy, part. I think. Yeah, I would think so too. And yeah, you could you could figure out a way to sort of avoid rematches. And honestly, I wouldn't hate too much if there were a couple of rematches, right? Like if San Diego State and Creighton played on February 11th, and then the and then they played tournament the first round tournament like, is an eight nine game. Was like this is your eight nine matchup. Right. I, I wouldn't hate that too much either if that's what the NCAA tournament did. Now, not every single year or every single eight nine matchup be one we just saw. No, but, exactly. exactly. But if it happened, I wouldn't hate it too much. It might, especially if you had like a really good game or something. The first game, or yeah. if, if the two teams hated each other after the first right. game or something, that'd be really fun. I'd like that. One other news from college basketball. There's a new rule or an updated rule, I guess, coming uh, that has to do with flopping. If you watch college basketball this year and you saw the referees at any point take two their two arms and just point them straight down at the ground and were confused as to what the hell they were doing, it's because they were calling flopping. And this year in college basketball, there was just a flop warning, right? And if it happened again, then your team got punished with a technical foul. But the new updated rule is there is not going to be a warning. If you, you get right called away. for flopping, it's a class B technical, which is not a, there's not an ejection or anything. It's not a personal foul either class B technical. And the other team will get one free throw and the ball and the ball. So what that means is, and and the two examples used by the NCAA in their official update here. The main one is block charge calls. So guy goes to take a charge and he flops and falls backwards. They're going to, if they, if the refs determine it's flopping, the other team will get a free throw and the ball. The other one that I think will be interesting to see how it's enforced because block charge is already a nightmare to enforce. But the other one that'll be interesting to see is they specifically said head bops or anything to deceive the referee. So like you're driving down the lane and you get bumped on the shoulder. James Harden was great at this. You whip your head back, right? right? right and it, right. It, it gets a call often right. because the refs will see that. If the refs think you whipped your head back without any contact, that's flopping. They'll call this, and it'll be a technical foul. I'm fascinated to see how strictly that's called because a lot of guys exaggerate contact as they're driving to try to get a call, and it's not always as obvious as, oh, he snapped his head back when there right. was no contact. There's a lot of sort of, hey, I'm going to play into this contact to try to get a call by. So this isn't, this is the judgment. And once the judgment goes to flopping, it's an automatic technical. Right. And that's the interesting part because last year, again, there was a warning and I can't remember, I'm sure it happened, but I can't remember a team actually getting called for flopping twice and the other team getting the technical free throw. I'm sure it happened and I just forgot it. But a lot of games, so it could have happened. Right. But there, there was a lot. I, Saw plenty of times the flop warning, but I very right. I do not remember the flop. Hey, that's a technical foul shooting free, shooting a free throw. This year though, there is no more warning, and it is one flop, and the other team's going to the free throw line. Plus, they get the ball. I you like this? I don't know. I don't because it I it's a it's going to come down to how exactly it's called. If we have. If we get into college basketball games and we have like seven or eight of these where there's like seven or eight random technicals, I'm probably going to be like, 
they went overboard on this and they'll probably realize that and adjust back and stop calling it as much. But I probably won't mind every now and then a guy flops on a, on a block charge or whips his head back and the ref says, Nope, that's a flop. The other team's getting a free throw. Stop doing that because this is, I will say this. I'll give the NCAA credit for this. This is how you get it out. This is how you get, well, this is how you stop it, right? Yeah. This is how you stop it. People complain about soccer and there's flopping in soccer. It's because it's rewarded. Because if you lay on the ground, you're more likely to get the call in soccer. And you're going to have coaches now telling their players, don't do this. Right. Whereas for the last 20 years, you should have been coaching your players to flop. Because there was no punishment to it. And you're going to get more calls that way. Now, there's a punishment to it. So this is how you get it out. We might have a learning curve here where it kind of sucks some of the game out of some games. Sucks some of the life out of some games. But... I think ultimately it'll probably be good because we'll probably get to a point where there's less flopping because there's a deterrent for it. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Maybe. She is a used Honda Civic, hates 50% of her dogs, and will never get engaged. Time to mock Raiders.com's Cassie Soto on the press box. Hello, Cassie. You actually Hello. Hear, you actually here this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she picked here. up the phone. Wait, you didn't wake up last week? Um, I didn't actually get a missed phone call from you guys, which probably would have woken me up. So that's uh, on you guys. Oh. All right, we'll blame Jared. That's fair. Uh, we like to blame him, anyways. Um, you want to grade my proposal? Mm, Twelve out of ten. Twelve oh, out of ten. Yeah, yeah. It was a good wow. one. It was. It was a very. It was a very uh, creative. Uh, creative one. It was creative. It was thoughtful. It was awesome. Wow. I got a 12 out of 10. I don't wow. even need to do the rest of the show. I'm I'm satisfied. So mine by the Hawaii waterfall is like a three because it's just so cliche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three and a half. At that. Three and a half. I get the hook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, for, the, for those of you that don't know, I proposed over the weekend to my girlfriend of 10 plus years. And I did it by making her play like deal or no deal had, it was her birthday. I had 15 boxes and they all had a birthday present in them or birthday present idea in them and had her pick a box and then slowly eliminate them. And then ultimately at the end, I had a mystery box that she chose that just said, will you marry me in it and proposed to her and Cassie Soto approves. All right. You're like, you're like the proposal expert. So this is, this is a good 12 out of 10. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, God, he's about to propose. I know it. I just know it. But I didn't want to fast forward and ruin the surprise. So I either <laughs> thought you were just going to prank her really, really bad, or, uh, yeah, there was going to be a ring at the end. That would have been, that would have been pretty bad if I, had, if I had pranked her with a fake proposal. That she really be. wanted whatever jacket she was talking about. Yes, though. there's a jacket she very much wanted. It cost like eight hundred dollars. So that oh, was no. just that was just in there. Eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not uh, not a jacket I'm actually planning on buying her, but it was <laughs> it was a fake birthday present idea for her at least. So do you do you like proposals in front of family? If I'm being honest, now what like it. Now watching it back, how I was always like, I want to do it in front of a million people. I'm so glad it was just us, um, because now you you don't have anybody like heckling you in one of the biggest moments of your life. <laughs> well, wouldn't they be crying and hugging you? Because someone was like, "Hold his hand." People were like yelling from the from the audience. We were getting. 
there was a woman yelling like continuously. Who was that? Someone was yelling in the video her mom? the whole time. Probably, okay. her, probably her mom. Yeah, yeah, mom. I, yeah. I guess her mom. Mom was yelling just nonsense the whole time, and I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> come on! You do not see what's happening here, Mom. Chill out." And then, and then she goes and drops the phone. That was great. That's the best. <laughs> when part. it actually happens. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> She's filming the whole thing. When she finally realizes I'm proposing, she drops the phone in the now, critical moment. What he won't do is ever have his wedding in the middle of the NFL season. No chance. I mean, he's not no. going to do something completely ridiculous like that. Did you get my engagement present and the note that came with it, Tyler? Uh, all we got was something that said congrats. Was there more than that? Wasn't there a little, was there a little, there was supposed to be a little note attached to it. Uh, it said we got a thing that said congrats, but nothing else. Oh, man. Oh, they screwed up. She sent us crumble cookies. Uh, which is very nice. Of That's Cassie. nice. Yeah. Those are good. Very nice. Uh, Those are really well, good. What did the supposed note say? To be, I paid an extra dollar for wow. the note. So what the heck? Crumble. Oh, from Crumble, they were going to put the note on? Yeah, they were going to put a little note. And I said, Crumble should have been one of the boxes or something like that. I said, Crumble mm. should have been one of the boxes. Congrats anyways. Get married during football season. Yeah, not no, going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's just rude uh, to everybody else involved. There's only certain people who do that. <laughs> The best kind of people. Oh, you haven't even break. scheduled a venue yet. What are you talking about? I haven't about? done anything. I know. I'm just talking just a mess over here. What year is this supposed to be? I think next year. You think? <laughs> did this proposal ever really happen? Or did you just buy yourself a ring and put it on and tell the guy, like, I'm just going to wear this around. Don't you worry know, about it. I think I made the mistake of planning, like, a really fun engagement party. Yeah. You know, and now I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I need anything else. <laughs> so, Tyler, don't have an engagement party if you are set on having a wedding. I mean, by next year, you'll actually want to have the wedding because you won't have had the engagement party for yeah, over a year. That would have been too, too far yeah. away. I don't know. I just had so much fun, and I was like, we should have just had somebody like a fake Elvis show up there. and Just get and it just, done? Just get it done. So what, are you just going to have a fake engagement party every year now instead of a, <laughs> would be, a wedding? How great would it be if she had another engagement party next year <laughs> at the same place? That would be <laughs> awesome. It'd be a lot less stressful planning another engagement party than planning another <laughs> or planning a wedding. You're telling me you haven't done anything? Since the engagement party, not you, one you thing. Have a, you picked out a dress, didn't you? I did, like in January, and I haven't done anything <laughs> since. Not one thing. You're not getting married. <laughs> This isn't happening. I have a feeling it's not. There's no chance it's happening. But as long as you have the ring, it can show people. No, because I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be really busy with, like, the draft and all this stuff. Oh, now there's a new new, uh, front office for the Raiders. Like, oh, I'm going to be so busy. So I think I'm just kind of, like, making excuses now. And you think you're going to get married during football season when you can't even plan it because of the draft? (laughs) What a dummy. Who first came up with October anyway? Who first thought of that? Well, October is like our date. Like that's when we started dating. Oh. Um, we got we he he proposed on Halloween. Like October is our favorite month, I would say. And so we're like, well, we'll just keep it going, and then we don't have to remember a bunch of different dates, like the 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 um, dating date, the wedding date. You know, we we'll just shove it okay. all into one. So month. once you have the wedding date and the anniversary, don't worry about the dating date. That's kind of moved on <laughs> when you make the ultimate uh, commitment of the wedding that uh, you'll uh, that first date nonsense. Okay, gonna... when people ask you though, were you and Bonnie together for a long time? 
before you guys got married? I got to think about this. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. Year and a half. Year and a half. See, oh, I, okay. I, I'm with so Kathy. I, I th- or Kathy. With Cassie. I think it might be different <laughs> because both of us were dating somebody for almost a decade. Oh, no. Before no, we got married. No. So it might yeah. have a little bit more importance no. to. Yeah, I just so, do the yeah, anniversary. Why, do I like. Do we just hit the reset button? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been married for a year. Like, just met this guy. <laughs> no, I just do the anniversary, May 11th. I already know that. Next okay. week. Next week. <laughs> How, got the prize. So you haven't done anything. I'm assuming your fiancé has not asked any questions about the wedding whatsoever since he proposed. Not really, no. <laughs> no, no chance. He's just going to – that's going to be – you're going to tell him when to show up and where. Oh, well, that's the thing. I'm like, well, if I don't tell him anything, I don't think anything's going to happen. <laughs> A couple of years from now, he's going to be like, weren't we supposed to do something? <laughs> weren't we supposed to get married? Weren't we supposed to do something in that October? Okay. No, I think, right. it's, I think it's fair. His job's over. He, yeah, he, proposed, he did what he's supposed to do. you got to plan this wedding and tell him when to show up. But he, he carried out his half of the deal. You know what I just hate so much is like planning such like an extravaganza for everybody else. Well, why, like don't you have, wedding day, why, why don't you have your mom day, do like, it? isn't for you, right? Why don't you have your mom do it? Ah, shit. They got married in a chapel. I might, I might take that route, too. And, like, I think, it, you know what's so funny? So before we moved to Vegas, we would come out here all the time. I think it was called Silver Bell's Wedding Chapel, like, towards downtown. And my parents were so excited. We are like, we're going to take you to where Mom and Dad got married. And the building was demolished. Oh. <laughs> it was gone. Not good. My, Not good at all. My yeah. mom did that, too, when we first moved out here. <laughs> She got married out here to my dad back in the 80s, and the building's no longer there. <laughs> they were so excited, so excited to show us, and it was gone. Uh, can you get married in the empty lot that they yeah. got married in? It's like a bail bonds place now or something, I think. Just talk to the Raiders, see if you can do it on their field. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, you, work, you, work, just did you that. work for them. You might as well try to have it out at the facility. Someone just did that, I saw. That's a That's a bad wedding idea, right? No, it is because yeah. I don't like them that much. <laughs> Who? That was just done, wasn't it? Yeah. It someone just did it. A DJ and like Charles uh, Woodson was there, is all I know. Charles Woodson was the officiant. Was yeah. the officiant? That might yeah. be the cool part about it, but that'll cost you. I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Even like my favorite sports teams, I don't. I wouldn't want to get married in their stadium. In the middle of their stadium. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, seem like no. a great idea. Well, I I joked with my girlfriend about uh, us getting married at Hall of Fame. Which one? The NFL Hall of Fame. They that have a sounds chapel. even Canton? worse. In Canton? Yeah, they you have a chapel. You want to get married in Canton, well, Ohio? Ohio? Yeah, you want to go to Ohio willingly? <laughs> well, I, I joked with her because she told me about the one at Allegiant, and I was like, eh, let's just do the Hall of Fame. <sighs> no. Might be even worse. Are you, a, are you a big church wedding, Cassie? Not a one. Okay. All right. <laughs> so no. You're outside somewhere? We're outside somewhere, yeah, or inside. Well, no, October won't be too hot. So, yeah, no, outside no. somewhere. She doesn't know. She hasn't thought about That's it. That's true. There hasn't been a venue picked yet. You know what? You know what I was thinking, which would be really cool? So, like, UNLV is super special to both of us. You know how there's that big, green, grassy area by the student union? No. Like, a really, no. there's, like, a huge, no. green, just grassy area, like, massive grassy area. I'm like, it'd be cool to, like, put a tent in there. 
and like make it all pretty inside of there and get married at UNLV. That it, sounds like a terrible it's idea. It's kind of like a like a mini amphitheater. Think of it that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. What, what are you going to so. get married with the subway from the student union in the background? They <laughs> Panda Express <laughs> catering? <laughs> that, wouldn't that be a great reception? Yeah. Go and pick what you want. We've got nine it's options. You can go wherever style. you want. They, they Just take what you want. We we'll get a sandwich. Over here you have your uh, Panda. Over here you have your Chick-fil-A. Go hey, get what you hey. want. But I probably won't run out of food, huh? Oh! Well, Coming it was nice talking Grady's. to you this week. It's Coming Cassie Soto from Raiders. Com. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks, oh, the final shot! <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow! Uh, Ed ran out of food at his wedding. For anybody at that the didn't catch that, at the reception, yes, at the reception, yes, uh, the cake was well eaten. <laughs> The cake was well eaten. We had, there was no cake left. Uh, remind me again about how many people didn't get a sandwich or whatever you guys were I serving. mean, it was, I want to say a third of the line. I forget exactly how many people were yeah. there, but the thir- third of the line stepped up and there were some carrots left and maybe a few chips. And they had uh, wedding cake for dinner that day. It appears they had the cake, yeah. Ah, that's too bad. All right, we've wow, got Jerry Cantrell tickets to give away of Allison Chains. He's coming to Las Vegas tomorrow. If you'd like to win a pair of tickets to go see Jerry Cantrell, phone number 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 7 at 702-364-1100. Caller 7 will win tickets to go see Jerry Cantrell. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Congratulations to Michael. Michael won a pair of tickets to go see Jerry Cantrell uh, tomorrow. Jerry Cantrell is in Las Vegas. So congratulations to Michael. Um, I got to say, that's the best Cassie Soto interview we've ever done. It started with her giving me a 12 out of 10 and ended with her taking a shot at oh. you. It's as good as it well, could have Well, she's gone. usually not that creative. She's not. Yeah. So uh, for her to pull that out on the end, I got to give her credit. I'll give her the golf. I'll give her the the uh, golf clap there because yeah, she's not that creative. Well, even when she picks up on weeks, she you know picks up. She's not that creative. So maybe they're teaching her something out at her uh, Raiders.com employer. I gotta. I'm. I just sent you a picture, Ed. I just texted you a picture. Look at that and and tell me what you think. This is what I finally had done yesterday at my house. Have you gotten it yet? I've got it. Okay. Who came in and did that? Just two guys that have worked on stuff at our house before. That's great. Three TVs Three on the wall. It's how many tremendous. remotes? How many remotes? Uh, you do you need? Uh. I've got to consolidate. I've got to program them so that it's not as many because I have six total remotes right now. But that I think work this. That yeah, I got three screens and there's six total remotes. But I think I can consolidate it down to four, maybe three. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, why so many remotes? So yeah, that, that was well, there, about well, there's that. six total because there's one for each TV and then there's two Direct TV boxes. So there's two Direct TV remotes and then there's one Fire Stick. So there's six total. I once I get them programmed, I shouldn't need the remotes that are specific for the TV. Yeah, and you should be absolutely. able to get it down to the two Direct TV remotes and the one Fire Stick remote. Yeah, I but mean, I gotta, I got, I've done it before. It just takes a minute. I gotta go in and program them all. I just haven't done that yet. Right. So I should be able to get it down to three remotes uh, if I'm competent enough at this. Will the Astros always be on the biggest screen? No, not always. Sometimes they'll be on one of the smaller screens. Okay. They were last night. Uh, but yeah, I'm so. looking at last night's were they playing Detroit? Yeah, played the Tigers. I yeah, the picture I sent you, I've got Astros, Tigers, and then two hockey games 
on the two small screens below there. But like during the middle of the day yesterday, I had a soccer game on RB Leipzig and Rangers was on plus two baseball games. It was a good day. Good yeah, day for three. You've got, uh, you got Gerard Gallant winning. And then it looks like you have the flames and, Dallas. and stars in a yeah. huge, uh, in a huge brawl. Yes. You they got, were fighting. You at got the officials time. lying yes. on top of guys, right? Like tonight, oh, so great. tonight I will probably go Astros on the big screen. NBA playoffs on one small screen and NHL playoffs on one small screen. Which NHL game? I don't know. Because I, I don't think even know who's actually it, playing. I think tonight. they're doing it two and two. Yeah, there's four. There's so there's overlap. So yes, I will not have some on some NHL games. You have two bobbleheads. Yeah, there's a uh, Craig Biggio bobblehead. Craig Biggio. And, uh, there's a there's a small Jeff Bagwell one there that you probably can't see, and then there's Orbit, their mascot, that's on that shelf there too. I didn't, yeah, I don't I don't see the Bagwell one. Yeah. So, so I'm very excited. I might never. My girlfriend, after I sent her that picture, was like, am I, am I ever going to see you again? No. I told her probably. I said, if you come in to the in my office, you will. No. But that'll be it. Do you have like a lounge chair? Yeah, I got to get a better one. The one I have is not that comfortable. So I got I to gotta upgrade the chair that I'm going to sit in in there. So the two games you should watch today, Hurricanes Bruins, that's 4 o'clock, okay. and Wild Blues. Ooh. Oh, Marc-Andre Fleury went from giving up four to a shutout, yeah, right? Fleury. Yeah. The Maple Leafs lightning will be good, but I I'll, think, I'll probably I put think that the one on, Hurricanes and you. Bruins will be a better game. I'll probably put lightning and Maple Leafs on. That'll probably be the better choice there. But yes, three TVs, one 65-inch, two, I think those are 25 inches below it. Oh, it's the great big one's 65? Yeah, it's a great setup. I'm I'm so happy with this. One of the you best things I've ever You do actually have... Two direct TV because I know my direct TVs. We have direct TV in each room in the you house. Got two seconds, and it's a little blue button.